feel like we keep doing these later and later. Fuck it. Good little good night session, huh? Yeah, really. Good night. It is Trips Tuesday News Day on a Tuesday, of course, June 30th. I'm in here with the man, the myth, the legend, Ahath. Yeah, like always. <laughs> What's going on, bud? Not much. Very slow, easy day. Just chilling. Okay, you uh, you had today off, right? Yeah. Good shit, good shit. So, I stumbled across this interesting piece of news a little bit earlier today. Um, scientists are saying they just found a new swine flu in China. What? Really? Another swine flu? Another swine flu. They're saying it's genetically descended from the H1N1 virus. Who are... I shouldn't say who because it's not a person, but... The H1N1 virus, if you don't remember, caused the pandemic in 2009, which they called the swine flu. But um, this one here, they're calling G4. And um, I didn't really read into what like symptoms and stuff are and how it really affects you like that. I mean, I, I'm guessing it's the same as the H1N1 and like whooping cough and all that shit. You know, just a, a flu virus. But... They're saying they took blood tests on swine workers and it showed antibodies of exposure. And guess how many of those swine workers they have tested positive? Like a couple hundred, maybe 10.4%. Now, they didn't give a number of the people they tested. But, I mean, 10.4% of any number is a good little whop. You know what I mean? If if you got, what, a million people, that's... 100,000? 100,000 people infected, correct? 100,000 times 10 yeah. is a million. So, yeah. And then not only that, they they say, they're saying that tests show 4.4% of the population in China has already been exposed. And they're not sure, like, so obviously it's already a zoonotic disease to where it's passed from animal to human. But now where they're saying they're kind of worried about is they're not sure if it's developed human to human yet. Which, I mean, once it goes human to human, then we're right here where we are in the coronavirus and it's going to go nuts. And when... um. They asked China about what they were doing to, you know, contain the virus or whatever. All they said was, we're keeping a close eye on it. Oh, that sounds like everything we hear from doctors over here. Yeah, well, I, honestly, it sounds like what we're hearing from China, too, because obviously they weren't watching. OK, you know what? Maybe I take that back because they do say that they tried to tell the U.S. that the coronavirus was coming or COVID-19 was coming and that the U.S. pretty much just brushed it off like, oh, you guys are bullshitting. Which, who knows, that could be the case. But we're here now. And um, let's try to avoid another fucking pandemic, huh? I'd like to be able to go to the casinos without a mask on, be able to eat without a mask on, be able to go see my grandmother. You know what I mean, Ahab? Yeah. 
I like to go to the beach and stuff, or just chill and go places that you normally can't go right now because they're all locked down or shut down for COVID. Hell yeah, where all the hoes be at, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, while we're on the topic of zoonotic diseases, and for those who don't know what zoonotic means, it simply means it has been, it's a virus or a disease that is spread from animals to humans. So, you can say you learned something from Trip right here on Smoking One with Trip. You learn something new every day, right? Yeah. Really. But um since we're on the on the subject, I just seen uh the US just bought the entire stock, the entire remaining stock of fuck, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Rem Remdes Remdesivir. And it's been proven to be effective against COVID-19. Now, it's not a vaccination. Don't get it twisted. It's not a vaccination, but it does help with the recovery and it does speed up the recovery. It's like a, ooh, excuse me. It's like a, a steroid almost. And the U.S. has bought this supply for the next three months. The entire supply, Ahab. Everything. Wow, the entire supply is only going to last us three months? Well, they only had they we pretty much bought out the rest of their July stock and then we bought out 90 percent of their August and September production as well. And I guess I guess the drug kind of came about. It was the drug was invented for Ebola, but it was proven ineffective for Ebola. And um, here, I got a little calculator thing you could do. It costs thirty two hundred dollars for six doses. And the Trump administration just bought 500,000 doses. So 500,000 divided by six. 83,333 times 3,200. How much is that? 266,666,666. Since? Since, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I get you. Sorry, so, I didn't know if you were going for dollars or something else. So, That's damn near $270 million. Yeah. All on the drug. But, you know what? I'm not mad at it. Um, When it comes down to it, it's either us or anybody else. You know what I mean? Our nation or anybody else. It's not like we want fucking... Spain to buy out the whole shit or Europe. You know what I mean? They might say it, it, it's selfish, but at the end of the day, anybody could really buy it out. And us being the U.S., they do say we get pretty much first, not first come, first serve, but we get priority. We get all the first choice to buy whatever the fuck we want. Shit, I got one more little piece of Rona news, I guess you could call it. I, I know I'd be trying to avoid the Rona news and shit, but it's almost inevitable. Um... Airports are actually in talks of installing cameras to monitor social distancing and travelers not following the mask protocol. How do you feel about that, Ahab? It may work, but I still, I mean, it's just like everywhere else. You can't really police people with the masks. Yeah, but see, now that's where the cameras are going to come in handy because they're going to be monitoring these people. Now, they're saying that 
The so what? They're going to say, hey, old lady over by Turnstile 5, please put a mask on. Well, out send the security to her. You don't have to necessarily say it over. There's plenty of airport security. Send mm. security over to them. If they don't want to comply, kick them out. But um, they're saying that it's more so not to to regulate, but more to collect data and the activity of where people aren't wearing masks and aren't social distancing. You know what I mean? I bet I could figure out one place it will be phone charging stations. Oh, that's for sure, for sure. I don't know. I slow. I feel like they're slowly, if they don't even already have it, like, uh, activated or whatever the fuck you want to call it, I feel like they're slowly getting into the facial recognition and shit like that. You know what I mean? Keeping a, keeping track of everybody and everything you're doing. Yeah, just like Apple with face recognition on their iPhones now. Yeah, well, I mean... Er- so, wait, do you mean, like, facial recognition as far as unlocking your phone or facial recognition as you can point your phone somewhere or use a camera to... Oh, okay, I see where you're going with the facial recognition. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, man, fuck Apple. Android Ben had facial recognition player. But, anyways, moving on. Did you see the Trump tweet that's been causing such an upstir lately? No, I can't rec- record or remember. Well, I mean, obviously, he's always tweeting all kind of stupid shit, ignorant shit. But this last one, he tweeted, Thank you, great people of the villages. The radical left do nothing. Democrats will fall in the fall. Corrupt Joe is shot. See you soon. Now, fuck Joe Biden, too. Don't don't even don't even consider that in part of the thing. But in the background of the video he posted because the the people of the villages it's a senior living center or not living center but it's a senior living area and there was protests pro trump and there was protests anti trump but of course trump only posted the pro trump status and there was a man who can be heard screaming in the background white power while driving his golf cart with Trump 2020 signs on it. <laughs> That's a little funny. That's funny or is that ignorant? I mean, it's kind of funny that he's driving a golf cart with signs on it and everything. Yeah, that through the back of the uh, rally. Well, it's a, it's it wasn't a rally. It was a protest. Oh, protest it was sorry. a pro pro Trump and anti Trump protest going at it with each other. And I mean, it's in a living a senior living center, so I'm not surprised he's in a golf cart. I mean, he's got to get around some way, huh? But I mean, since the since the tweet was gone has gone viral, it's since been taken down, of course, by Trump saying he didn't know that he didn't hear the the white power in the back and he didn't know that was going on, which is complete bullshit. He just likes to see what he can get away with, and then once when somebody brings it up or it becomes a problem, then he just kind of drops back from it or turns the other way. But we're not that stupid. Your supporters might be that stupid, but. I'm not. I don't know about you, Ahab. No, I'm not. <laughs> and shit, while we're on uh, urban news, I seen Dr. Dre's wife, Nicole Young, after 24 years with the nigga, filed for divorce. Really? Filed for divorce? Over what? Um, in- Irreconcilable differences. Oh, so not really marital problems. Well, obviously it's marital problems, but... 
it's just probably it's probably just not working out. It's not fitting out. Or she could have had the plan like I'm gonna wait till this nigga really, 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 really get paid, and then I'm gonna break off. But I don't think you can do that for 24 years. So I think maybe she just reached that point of unhappiness, and maybe he reached the point of unhappiness as well. And both their kids are over 18, so I imagine they're both out the house. You don't have to necessarily stay together for the kids. Like, you know, who knows what was really going on behind closed doors at that house. Yeah, they could just get their separate houses and the kids could go over there every other weekend. Yeah, I mean, either way, she's going to be paid. She's set for life. Won't have to work. Uh, she's chilling, basically. But um, shit, in other news, the pop, lock, and drop it. Pop, lock, and drop it. Uh, rapper Huey was shot dead in St. Louis in a double shooting the other day. Wow, double shooting. Double shooting. Um, He died, and the other victim was just hit. I don't think the other victim died, but the other victim was hit with a bullet. But he goes, or his real name was Lawrence Franks Jr. Um, Said he arrived at the hospital with one gunshot wound and was later pronounced dead. Um, They have no leads. They said there was about 10 witnesses out there, and they're just, they're looking for anybody to come forward with information or anything that might help the case but um i really don't know any other songs he had for except for pop lock and drop it neither do i i mean that shit was smacking remember in junior high we hear pop lock and drop a little little females be putting their little hand in the air and pop lock and dropping whatever little booty they got so shit um you know the naked cowboy in new york city right yeah got famous just basically for walking around in nothing but some fucking tidy whities and carrying his little guitar and singing and taking pictures and shit with a cowboy hat on. Well, there was a protest in New York City that he decided he wanted to go join, maybe, I guess you could say. But he was met with a different response. And, um, man, the protesters just didn't like him there. They felt like he was antagonizing them um, because... For those who don't know, he was a pro-Trump supporter. Used to have Trump stickers all on his guitar. Just a whole bunch of, you know, just pro-Trump shit. But to the man's credit, before he went out to the demonstration, to the protest demonstration, he took off all the Trump stickers. He took off anything that was pro-Trump because he knew that it would start a problem and they wouldn't like it. But didn't work. People still didn't like him being there. But you know what? I tip my hat off to you, naked cowboy man. You know, that's respectable. You tried to come out and not necessarily join the protest, but kind of enlighten the mood. He said he was trying to enlighten and add some entertainment to it, but they just weren't feeling it at all. But, you know, I, I feel you, bro. Shit, I'm also feeling the uh the Disney looking to redesign Splash Mountain to the Princess and the Frog. Now... That came out last year. They were going to redesign it to the Princess and the Frog. But what I didn't know, and I'm sure nobody else really knew, is that the Splash Mountain borrows directly from the 1946 film Song of the South. And that was basically just a insensitive racial movie. Or I don't even think it was a movie. I think it was a series that Disney had put out. And it was about a story of Br'er the Rabbit told by Uncle Remus. 
And Uncle Remus was a black man who works on a pl- plantation in the South. No, now. I didn't know that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Not a lot of people knew that. And I think they kind of like swept it under the rug. Like, oh, we're just going to change Splash Mountain to the Princess and the Frog. But there's actually things going on behind Splash Mountain that we didn't know about that was connected to to racial segregation and shit because of course everybody knows during that time it was not a beautiful time for african americans or a black man who worked on a plantation in the south like i can only imagine what they had him pick, depicted as and you know what i mean i haven't seen it thankfully but still from what i heard it wasn't really him it was the bear and uh rabbits and stuff that it just looked weird and people started making connections through um, just the, the everything going on right now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So when everything started coming about, now it's got me, now everybody's starting to know the meaning behind Splash Mountain, just as well as everything else. There's so much other shit that's coming out that I had no idea had like racial ties behind it. And then now it's coming out to light like, oh, shit, that's connected to this or this is connected to that. Like. It's crazy once you start realizing the things that are represented behind, you know, some of the things we're so used to every day. And we don't really take into account and in looking into the history. Um, speaking of which, uh, I remember I came to you guys about the Fort Bragg um, news about how they wanted to change the name from Fort Bragg to something else just because um, General Braxton Bragg was a Confederate general. And... um. They have since decided not to do that. I guess the talk was to put it on the city ballot. And then since then, they have decided not to put it on the city ballot. Oh, excuse me. But they said it is not completely tossed out yet. It, it's still on the table. It's just not going to be on this year's ballot. Maybe one of those too soon to tell type things, huh? Yeah, that's what it seems like now. Yeah. Um. So I just read this. Pretty interesting thing. I didn't know about it. It it was a little a little while earlier. I think like maybe two weeks ago it came out. But um, eight non-white officers who worked the jail that George Floyd's murderer was being held in. Now I'm not gonna say dude's name. I don't even feel he de- deserves that respect. So I'm just gonna refer to him as George Floyd's murderer. Um, now these eight non-white officers i don't know if they were the only ones but they're the ones who are filing for discrimination because they were being told they could not guard or come in contact with george floyd's murderer because of their skin color they were that's definitely sounds racist right off the bat yeah that's discrimination on a motherfucker and uh they were told that they were a liability just basically because they got colored skin and they might want to do something to them. But see, now, then that turns around to what about these white officers in these black communities that are racist and are liabilities to the black community, right? Or just to everybody in that community. Anybody in that community. Yeah, because they're not just killing African-Americans. Like, it's a whole police brutality problem. It's not just African-Americans, although there's a good percentage going on right now through that African-American community. It's a Total problem all the way across the board. But um, I seen this. There were reports of a white female officer who was guarding him that was letting him use her cell phone 
while he was in the jail cell, which, of course, is against jail liability or jail liability, jail policy. But he's white and um, he's one of them. So it's no fucking surprise, right? No, not really. Yeah. But I mean, you do got other people like this young lady in Michigan who went viral on Twitter because she asked that if anybody 18 plus in mix in Michigan, for the love of God, do not vote for my dad for state representative. What? Yeah. She tweeted against her father who was running for state representative in Michigan for anybody 18 plus to not vote for the man. Shit, I'm sure it's driven some division between their family, but, you know, the dad eventually said that he was proud of her for making a stance on how she feels and that he still loves her and she's always been his favorite. So I don't know if there's any animosity in the house or whatever, but shout out to her for making a stance on what she believes in, no matter if it was her dad or granddad, whoever it was, don't matter. How you feel is how you feel. Now, speaking of family conflicts, I guess this isn't really a family conflict, but um, it is a thing that has recently came out. Uh, August Alcina. Who's that? He's a R&B singer, famous R&B singer. I'm sure you've heard some of his songs. But um, he recently admitted to an inter- or during an interview with Angela Yee to having a relationship with Jada Pickett. Was this while Will was married to her or when they were uh, divorced slash um, separated for a while? Yeah, see, now the thing is, he said that he actually sat down with Will Smith and they had a talk about it. Now, for those who don't know, Will Smith and Jada Pickett are in a polygamous relationship. Meaning you can date more than one person. So, I mean, I can't really be mad at the dude. He said he was really... I I can't either. Yeah, he said he was really in love with her. Like, he gave her his all. Um, He's also a polygamist. Like, there there was no funk or nothing, no bad blood or nothing in between that. And, um... I personally don't think I could do a polygamous relationship. What about you, Ahab? No, I don't think I could do one either. Yeah, but I mean, I guess when you do get to a certain level of famous and stuff, maybe you want to experiment or whatever the case is. At least they're happy. The family's happy. There's no problems. Whatever. But um, yeah, that was kind of crazy to know that they had a, a relationship going on in the dark. Woman in Florida. She hired a hitman to kill her stepfather. Now, take a guess why she'd want to kill her stepfather, eh? Huh? Uh, to get his fame or his fortune. Kinda. Um, to get his life insurance. I guess he wasn't really rich. Um, his life insurance originally was $25,000. Then two weeks before his death, um, the stepdaughter raised it to $750,000. So, I don't know if she thought, like, maybe they wouldn't put two and two together or would just think it was a coincidence or something. But um, I guess when she called to make the change to the life insurance, um, of course, they asked for her stepfather to be on the phone and to verify, you know, probably social security number, all that shit. And um, she put a random dude on the phone. 
I don't know if it was the hitman she put on the phone, but she put some other dude on the phone. And when the authorities gained access to that phone call, they um they gave it to his mother for a listen, and she said, that is not my son on the phone. So, uh, yeah, this Florida woman was booked on um, murder for hire. Conspiracy uh, to admit- yeah, murder probably. Yep, first degree, just the whole whole shit. And um, man, you gotta be—I don't know—you gotta be selfish and stupid to really do something like that. I mean, if you're gonna do some shit like that, you should have waited like months on months on months, and then collected your little seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But now your ass gonna be collecting top ramen from commissary, ho. Shit, we're talking about divorce and shit, and uh. That's not really divorce, but this woman in, what was it, Chicago? Shit, you know who else is collecting right now, Ahab? Who? Las Vegas bettors who bet on the Korean and Chinese games this past weekend. Games? Like Olympic games? Oh, or like sorry. Sports games? Uh, Baseball games. Oh, okay. Um, Basically, Las Vegas bet MGM um entered the wrong start times because they are international games and uh they entered the start times manually into the system and entered the wrong time therefore if you were watching the game you could see the stats and everything coming up and the betting lines were still open so i could see that dude just hit fucking three home runs and the bet line would still be open for that i can bet on that and win some money so um they said the biggest payoff was 137 um off a 10 leg parlay a 10 leg parlay wow yeah and um they they have no clue how many people were involved that really Which, should have raised suspicion right there. It's a ten leg parlay for one hundred thirty seven thousand, and someone literally got it exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It happens, of course, but I'm sure that kind of raised suspicions on their end. But um, they don't they don't have any idea who was involved, who all was involved. So they're saying if they can prove that there was a mishap or there was something wrong, they might not have to pay anybody. They might just cancel all the bets out because they call it all. It'd be the whole thing would just be faulty and they'd save a lot of money. But I think that's their fuck up. I say you fire that employee who entered it manually and uh, count your L, motherfuckers. Shit, you know who else took an L? Is the California woman who got gored by a bison at Yellowstone National Park. Was she a kid or a doll or old lady? 72 years old, Jack. What is she doing messing with a bison at that age? Ah, I guess she got within 10 feet to take a picture. And from reports, it's saying that she got within 10 feet multiple times to take a picture. Like, not even one time. Like, bitch, you got close one time. Count your blessing. Take your picture. Be on your way. But no, she wanted to keep coming back and keep coming back. So the bison was probably like, man, I done, I gave you one shot. That's all you get. So he gored the shit out of her. Gave her multiple gore wounds. Um, 
the the lady is fine. She's she's uh, on her way to on the path to recovery. Um, she was flown to an eastern Idaho hospital, of course. I imagine it was probably one hell of a scene. But um, yeah, you you just must be stupid. That's your own dumbass fault. Why are you getting that close to a bison? Fuck, she must have had multiple holes in her legs and arms and stuff. Oh yeah, and I imagine her midsection too. But um, shit, I work with monkeys. And I don't even work with like big monkeys. Like like these monkeys are big, but they're not that big. And I'm not even trying to get ten feet in within them motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Let alone ten feet of a bison. And a bison, I got no no clue what the fuck is going through this bison's head or this bison's background. So I imagine he just felt threatened. And man, back the bitch up. I'm surprised he didn't go after the vehicle she was in. Um. Well, I mean, she wasn't in a vehicle, obviously. She well, got I out. I mean, after she took the picture and got back in. Yeah, well, I imagine once he gored her, like, everybody started running towards her. You know, it just kind of spooked the bison, probably gored her, then took off. And um, I guess this isn't, it's not the second attack, I guess. Within recent, within the time that they have opened up, there have been two separate attacks. Um, This one being the worst one. The one before it was just simply like a run into. The lady fell and injured herself. And it was no... Wasn't no big deal. Just like the two employees at Little Caesars in Ohio thought it'd be no big deal to send a pepperoni pizza to a couple with the pepperonis in the shape of a swastika. What? A swastika? Yes. The two Ohio workers sent a pizza to a couple with the pepperonis in the shape of a swastika. That must have taken a lot of time to... Make it look exactly like a swastika. Yeah, I mean, if you practice your swastikas, I don't imagine it being a long time at all. But, um, yeah, they sent it to a couple and Little Caesars fired them. Which, I mean, I'm I'm loving all this shit on social media with racist, racist people getting exposed and fired and then trying to take it back and cry and all that. I love that shit. Nah, hold, hold your own. You, you want to be racist, motherfucker? Be racist then. But you're going to be a broke racist motherfucker, I'll tell you that much. But I mean, shit, I guess they wouldn't be that broke if they had one of the rare quarters that just sold for $102,000. What? Really? $102,000 for a quarter? $102,000 for a 25 cent piece. Um, The quarter was from 1823. And what makes the quarter so unique is that the three after the two in 1823 basically was just capped over a two. So the previous year, 1822, it was the same coin and they just capped a three over the two. Like, you know, back in the old school, just cover it up, which you would never see that now on today's coins and stuff. But that was what they did back in the day. And um, now it's selling for one hundred and two thousand dollars. They said there's only 30 that are thought to exist. But, I mean, there's all kind of other. I guess the the most that one has sold for recently was an 1894 S dime sold for two mil at a Florida auction. Wow. Florida people have a lot of money. Bruh, two million for a fucking quarter. No, two million for a dime. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Two million for a dime—that's fucking ruthless. Um, man, if I come across one of these motherfuckers, Jack, ain't nobody dropping that dime. 
Oh, hey, that was a good one, bud. I like that one. <laughs> um, well, shit, hey, has you got some uh some some sports news for us or what? Yeah, I do. Well, MLB is in talks in some strong talks to remove Landis's name from the MLB plaque or MVP plaques. And if if you don't know who that is, Landis was a documented son of a Union Army doctor during the Civil War. He was hired in in the 1920s as a first MLB commissioner to help clean up ga the gambling problem, which I mean that still persists today. Oh yeah. And this was shortly after he had a very help big helping hand from a federal judge to ban Shoeless Joe Jackson and the Chicago Black Sox from throwing the 1919 World Series. Wow. Um, yeah, I read something about that. And I also read um, that no African-American man played under his commissionship until Jackie Robinson, which he came out, or he wasn't allowed to join the league until like two and a half years after Landis passed away. Well, talking about baseball and money things, tomorrow will be Bobby Bonilla Day, but I guess you can say today, you can say Happy D-Will Day. Very funny. D-Will. Um, this day, five years ago, as a part of a three-team trade, the Brooklyn Nets acquired Darren Williams from the Utah Jazz, but there was a catch to it. What's that? They didn't want him to play for him, so... Since 2015, they have been paying him a paycheck for a collective sum of just a little bit over $27.5 million. Wait, wait, wait. So they paying this motherfucker not to play for him? Yes. Imagine that. You suck so bad, these motherfuckers will pay you millions and millions of dollars to not play for him. Well, it's not sucking so bad. I think he didn't fit in with their their team philosophy or team chemistry. At that time. So why not trade him again? Or, you know what I mean? Try and dumb down his, his contract or something. At that time, he was a four slash five star point guard. Okay. So, I mean, shit, the dude was making his money for not doing shit. I can't be mad at that. Neither can I. Yeah. I would love to get paid to $27.5 million over five years for not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, speaking of getting paid, did you see the, the, the Cam Newton deal going on? Yeah. See, now, I've had a few conversations about this already today, and this news just came out. But um, he basically signed a deal for the league minimum, which is like $1.1 million, I think, or something like that. See, now, when you guys read the news and stuff like that, they're going to say it's worth up to 7 million or seven and a half million something like that but what they don't tell you is it's only worth up to seven and a half million with incentives so like he's gonna have to eat like play the whole season or make it to playoffs or super bowl to even get to that 7.5 million dollars now the patriots are the very first team in nfl history in all the hundred years of nfl they're the only team to get rid of an MVP and gain an MVP in the same fucking season. Wow. Leave that's... it to the Patriots, right? Yeah, leave it to the Patriots to do something that's never been done before. Yeah. 
And I mean, I feel like the Patriots are going to be a lot better than they were last year. I mean, I don't know. For the for a few years, they've been using Cam already. Yeah, okay, see, so here's my theory is Bill Belichick now has the opportunity to evolve with the league. Now, I feel like with Tom Brady, he wasn't necessarily able to evolve with the league because you got Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston, like all these mobile quarterbacks who are making it to the playoffs. I think it was like, what, six of eight were in the playoffs that had a mobile quarterback. And I think one of them was, what, Tom Brady that wasn't mobile? Or It would have been Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo and if it talked about last Jimmy's year. Jimmy's lightweight lightweight mobile not really necessarily mobile i consider aaron Rodgers more mobile than jimmy okay i'll give you that but um see now in return i feel like you can also have a team like the tampa bay buccaneers whose receiving core is absolutely through the roof that you don't need a mobile quarterback no you could just stand in the pocket and throw deep bombs to both mike evans and um marquise goodwin or godwin uh, yeah. Yeah. Chris, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Marquise Goodwin plays is, for the Niners. Yep. You're correct. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see because I feel like now Belichick has a chance to evolve with the rest of the NFL. But at the same time, the Bucks are going to be able to fuck it and chuck it. You feel me? Well, the defense will only be playing that because they don't have really a running back to run the ball. I don't trust either Jones or... Whoever else they have in the backfield. Yeah. Um, they did just sign somebody, I think, or I've seen them talking about signing somebody. I can't remember who. Eh, we're not going to get into it. We're getting pretty low on time here, eh, Hath? I'm getting pretty tired, you know? But um, Yeah, it is getting pretty late over here. Yeah, it is. Um, Shit, I think that just about wraps it up for our Tuesday news day. That... Yeah. Do you have a quote or something for anybody? Yeah, of course I got a fucking quote. But first... Um, nobody's guessed the fucking number between one and a hundred correctly, Ahab. Still, we're at what? Week four? Week five? I think week five. Week five. So, you know what? I'm going to bump it up to $20. A whole 20 twin twin. If you follow the podcast Instagram at trip, DM me a number between one and 100. And if you got it correct... I'm a Venmo, you cash app, fucking Zelle, Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever the fuck you want to get your money, I'm going to give it to you. But you got to get the number correct. Simple. Super simple. Um, So moving on to my quote, Ahad, that you're so excited to hear. Um, Got a good one for you. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Guess who said that? I'd figure a baseball player, maybe. That was a pretty good guess. Babe Ruth. Oh, okay. Yeah, good old classic Babe Ruth, huh? But um, that wraps it up for today's Tuesday News Day. This is Trip. And the Ahath. And y'all stay blessed out there, man. Peace.